Welcome to our podcast worship service for First United Methodist Church of West Pittston, Pennsylvania. Our gathering meditation this morning, Psalm 118 verses 1 through 2, and then skipping ahead to verses 19 through 24. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Easter Sunday, April 12th, 2020. Gather together with me. I've asked you to do that before via these podcasts, asked you to gather together with me to close your eyes and imagine our sanctuary around you. The smooth pew beneath you, the shuffles, and whispers of those seated nearby, the sunlight slanting in through the stained glass windows. But this week is probably the most challenging call to gather yet, to gather together in our minds, to imagine a space in a way that gives us solace and joy. After all, it's Easter Sunday, and many of us are just getting sick of all this. And we want to actually smell the lilies and sing the favorite hymns. We want to forget all the social distancing and actually hug the neck or shake the hand of a friend. We want to partake in Holy Communion and to delight in the kids' Easter outfits and to enjoy a particularly friendly coffee hour. We want to go out afterwards to a special breakfast or brunch or to gather in the home of a relative for the yearly Easter dinner. And so, yeah... This morning is probably the most challenging yet. The most challenging call to us all as I urge you to gather together with me as I try to tell you that the church is not the building. And as I ask us all to try and picture our place of worship in our lonely and impatient and struggling minds. And so this morning, I ask you to picture the tomb instead, echoing and empty echoing and empty, just as the women that morning saw it, nothing there but light and air. Gather there together with me, gather in and around the opening to that empty tomb, feel their delight, experience their amazement. Jesus is not there. Jesus has risen. Alleluia and amen. O awesome God, with gladness and thanksgiving, we gather as best we can and in our own sheltering places today. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus the Christ as a symbol of your love and a sign of your grace. On this Resurrection Sunday, we are reminded that you have all power over the circumstances in our own lives that may bind us and limit our peace. O God, you answer even before we call. You hear us while we are yet speaking. May all that we say, hear, and do in this time and in our individual spaces 
give honor to your name for the marvelous things that you have done in Jesus Christ and in us. We give you thanks in our risen Savior's name. Amen. The first hymn I'll be reading for this morning is a favorite hymn to sing on Easter morning, number 302, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. And if you're familiar with this hymn, you know that there's a lot of alleluias in it after each verse pretty much is an alleluia. I was concerned it might come across as awkward if I read every single one of them. So what I'm going to do is read the alleluias in the first and last verse only. And in the verses in between, I'll just read the verses themselves, the lyrics, without the alleluias. Christ the Lord is risen today. Christ the Lord is risen today, alleluia. Earth and heaven in chorus say, alleluia. Raise your joys and triumphs high, alleluia. Sing ye heavens and earth reply, alleluia. Love's redeeming work is done. Fought the fight, the battle won. Death in vain forbids him rise. Christ has opened paradise. Lives again our glorious King, where, O oh, death, is now thy sting? Once he died our souls to save, where's thy victory, boasting grave? Soar we now where Christ has led, following our exalted head. Made like him, like him we rise. Ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Hail the Lord of earth and heaven. Praise to thee by both be given. Thee we greet, triumphant now. Hail the resurrection thou. King of glory, soul of bliss, alleluia. Everlasting life is this, alleluia. Thee we know thy power to prove, alleluia. Thus to sing and thus to love, alleluia. Our call to worship. Christ is risen. God's steadfast love endures forever. Death no longer has the final word. God's steadfast love endures forever. We rejoice in this day of salvation. God's steadfast love endures forever. Alleluia. And now as we have so gathered, not in body physically, but still together as the body of Christ, let us bend the knees of our hearts and bow our heads before our creator, sustainer, and Lord in prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, hear our prayer. O Lord, hear our prayer. When we call, answer us. O Merciful God, full of grace, hear our prayers of confession and our prayers of need in these next few moments of silence. Lord God, would we be counted among the doubters hiding in the shadow cast by that cruel cross? 
Or when challenged like Peter, would we be the ones who openly deny you? There are times, Lord, when doubts assail us and when we distance, when the the distance we foster between ourselves and you only seems to increase. There are times, Lord, when sin has its hold on us, a barrier between us that will not move. Who can we turn to when we feel so lost? Who can roll away the stone and reveal the empty tomb? No one but you, Lord God, no one but you. When everything was dark and it seemed that the sun would never shine again, Lord, your love broke through. Your love was too strong, too wide, too deep for death to hold. The sparks cast by your love, they danced and spread and burst forth with resurrectional light. Gracious God, we praise you for the light of new life which is made possible through Jesus. We praise you for the light of new life that blazed forth within your early church. And we praise you for the light of new life that continues to shine in the hearts of your disciples today. We pray that the Easter light of life, hope, and joy will live within us and that we will bear that light into the lives of others. We thank you, Lord, that Easter is not about a people, but about all people. We thank you for your love and your salvation, that the tomb is empty, and that because Jesus is risen, we might know forgiveness and be reborn. Bring to our minds this Easter morning the words of Mary when she cried, I have seen the Lord, and grant us the faith to believe in your son's resurrection. We ask all these things in his name and continue to pray now as he taught us to, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Christ is indeed risen. Alleluia and amen. Say it with me, children of God, where you are now in your spaces and places. I'll say it one more time so you know what to say. Christ is indeed risen. Let's all say it together. Christ is indeed risen. Alleluia and amen. The next hymn that I'll be reading for this morning is number 315 in the hymnal, Come Ye Faithful, Raise the Strain. Come ye faithful, raise the strain of triumphant gladness. God hath brought forth Israel into joy from sadness. Loosed from Pharaoh's bitter yoke, Jacob's sons and daughters, led them with unmoistened foot through the Red Sea waters. Tis the spring of souls today, Christ has burst his prison, and from three days sleep in death as a sun hath risen. All the winter of our sins, long and dark, is flying from his light to whom we give laud and praise, undying. Now the queen of seasons, bright with day of splendor, with the royal feasts of feasts, comes its joy to render, 
comes to glad Jerusalem, who with true affection welcomes in unwearied strains Jesus's resurrection. Neither might the gates of death, nor the tomb's dark portal, nor the watchers, nor the seal hold thee as a mortal. But today, amidst the twelve, thou didst stand bestowing, and thy peace, which evermore passes human knowing. Alleluia, now we cry to our kingdom mortal, who triumphant burst the bars of the tomb's dark portal. Alleluia with the Son, God the Father praising. Alleluia yet again to the Spirit raising. May we join together now in our confession of faith as we recite the Apostles' Creed together. Let us say what we believe and believe what we say. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Now would be the time in our service in which we would ask the ushers to come forward and we would give our offering. Please know, precious family, at first, that while our doors are closed at this time, for the safety of our at-risk members, that our ministry goes on and, and the bills still need to be paid. I would like to give a special thank, thank you to all of those who have been so faithful in their giving during these past few weeks. I'm especially thankful because, as I've said in all of our previous podcasts, I do believe that this is going to be a time that we'll look back on in social and Christian history as a time in which the doors of many a church were closed forever. Thank you for your faithful giving. Please, let's do our best, keep doing our best to help keep First UMC of West Pittston from becoming one of those numbers. Please remember a special Easter offering of Thanksgiving at this time. Please remember to continue to give to your church as it is certainly now that your church needs your financial faithfulness more than ever. And so I say now, as I say every week, just as our almighty God gave entirely of God's self for our sakes, we are likewise called to give up of ourselves time and time again for the sake of others. Let us pray. O oh God, our God, you unconditionally share your only Son with all who believe in your name. On this high holy day and as you receive our offerings as an affirmation of our commitment to be your faithful disciples, strengthen our ability to be gifted stewards of your created world. We pray in the name of the resurrected one, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Messiah, and all God's children say, Amen. 
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above, ye heavenly host. Praise Creator Christ and Holy Ghost. Amen. The next hymn I'll be reading this morning is Christ is Alive, number 318 in our hymnal. Christ is alive, let Christians sing. His cross stands empty to the sky. Let streets and homes with praises ring. His love and death shall never die. Christ is alive, no longer bound to distant years in Palestine. He comes to claim the here and now and dwell in every place and time. Not thrown to far, remotely high, untouched, unmoved by human pains, but daily in the midst of life, our Savior in the Godhead reigns. In every insult, rift, and war, where colors scorn or wealth divide, he suffers still, yet loves the more, and lives, though ever crucified. Christ is alive and comes to bring good news to this and every age, till earth and all creation ring with joy, with justice, love, and praise. Our New Testament reading is Acts 10, 34 through 43. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. A special Easter Alleluia song. A crown of thorns placed on his head. He knew that he would soon be dead. He said, did you forget me, Father, did you? They nailed him to a wooden cross. Soon all the world would feel the loss of Christ the King before us. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. He hung his head and prepared to die, then lifted his face up to the sky. He said, I'm coming home now, Father, to you. 
A reed which held his final sip was gently lifted to his lips. He drank his last and gave his soul to glory. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The soldier who had used his sword to pierce the body of our Lord, he said truly this was Jesus Christ our Savior. He looked with fear upon his sword, then turned to face his Christ and Lord, fell to his knees while crying, Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Took from his head the thorny crown and wrapped him in a linen gown and laid him down to rest inside the tomb. The holes and hands, his feet, his side, now in our hearts we know he died to save us from ourselves. Alleluia! 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 Three days went by, again they came to move the stone to bless the slain with oil and spice anointing. Alleluia! But as they went to move the stone, they saw that they were not alone, for Jesus Christ has risen, alleluia, 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 alleluia. Our gospel reading from this morning is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me.
the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The sermon title for this morning is Come, See. So the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said. Come, see. But what this angel was really saying was something else altogether. What this angel was really saying was, do not be afraid for you have hope. Come, see. Where are we? What is this? What exactly is happening? What an odd Lent it has been this year, this Lenten season of 2020. Lenten Bible studies abandoned. Church committee meetings held over Zoom or by some other electronic host. Worship services canceled. Other fundraisers and missional efforts mostly set aside. First UMC's Stations of the Cross was never set up. Plains's fish dinner canceled, and many of their chocolate eggs just given away. Palm Sunday service was the pastor's disembodied voice, my voice over some phone or computer speaker. Holy Thursday's love feast was something else entirely with its lemonade and sliced wonder bread or whatever it was that you chose. So some of us might be thinking, where are we? What is this and what exactly is happening? I've caught myself wondering exactly the same thing. And maybe similar thoughts were running through the minds of those women that day, running through the minds of Mary and Mary Magdalene, as after the Sabbath, as the day was dawning, they traveled together toward the garden in which Jesus was entombed so that they could see the tomb that he was in and be nearer to him. And that as they arrived there, there was, as the Gospel of Matthew tells it, there was suddenly a great earthquake, an earthquake of all things. And if that wasn't enough to startle them and overwhelm them and make them afraid and set them off, there was also the arrival of none other than a messenger from heaven. Just think of it. I mean, most of us have heard these details so many times that I think we can kind of take them for granted or At the very least, we expect them. And either way, both ways, they lose something of their shocking and thrilling power. So just try to think of it again. Reimagine it. Two mourning women, companions, friends, walking closely together, all sound about them likely mostly hushed, and all light around them likely mostly dim, because of the early morning hour and because this walk was across the countryside in ancient times with nothing mechanical or technological or electric to bust up and into that quiet, into all that natural morning light. This walk together, supporting each other in their sadness and in the stillness. And think of it, Suddenly, an earthquake shakes the very ground beneath their feet, and maybe they stumble some and then catch hold of each other. Perhaps they stumble and fall altogether, but they are shaken and they are thrown, and their hearts, we can imagine, beat faster, and their eyes got wider, 
And we can picture them clearly enough as they reached out toward one another for reassurance and for support. And then, then, as if that wasn't enough, an angel, a heavenly being of the Lord God Almighty, descends right in front of them. Consider that as if it had happened really to you, and it's not just some ancient words on some ancient page. And then an angel of the Lord descends from heaven right in front of these two shaken women. Think of the two Marys now, heartbeats veritably racing, faces flushed, eyes wide, hands and legs and everything a-trembling. Yeah, maybe something just like, where are we, what is this, and what exactly is happening? was in fact racing through their heads. And so they stand there holding on to one another as this incredible being comes down from the very heavens and rolls back the stone to the tomb of their Jesus and then sits on it. Sits on the stone, that is. The angel sits down on the stone he had just rolled. What a casual gesture, if you think of it. He sits down on the stone with his lightning appearance and his snow-white garment and then says something to them. He says, Do not be afraid. I know that you are here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see. And as the Marys are probably thinking frantically, Where are we? What is this? And what exactly is happening? They do as he says. I mean, who wouldn't in these circumstances? And they come forward and see. See an empty place, an empty space, full of only air and shadows, light and dust. They come forward and see an empty place, an empty space that is filled only with hope. Because recall, the angel said a few words more than this, but what he really was saying was, Do not be afraid, for you have hope. Come, see. Do not be afraid, you trembling, wide-eyed, heart-racing women. For this tomb you thought was was full, well, it is not full any longer. And just remember, you yourselves saw me roll the stone away just now before I sat down upon it. And you know, Pilate had ordered these guards to watch it, and they've been doing their job, and they've been doing their duty as they now also tremble before me. But this tomb is empty. This tomb is empty. Do not be afraid, for you have hope. Come, see. Hope is very powerful. Hope is a thing that can turn a breaking into a making, a catastrophe into an opportunity, a trial into a triumph. Consider the story of millionaire Eugene Lang and of those East Harlem middle schoolers. Perhaps you've heard of it before. Parade Magazine tells the story of the self-made millionaire Eugene Lang and of how he greatly changed the lives of a sixth grade class in East Harlem. Mr. Lang, the self-made millionaire, had been asked to speak to a class of 59 sixth graders. And he wondered, what could he say to inspire these students, most of whom statistics showed would drop out of school 
He wondered how he could even get these predominantly black and Puerto Rican children to even listen to him or look at him as a wealthy, older, white guy. Scrapping his notes, he decided to speak to them from his heart. And do you know what he said? Stay in school, he admonished. You do that and I'll help pay the college tuition for each and every one of you. And at that moment, the lives of these students changed. For the first time, they had hope. Said one student later in life, I had something to look forward to, something waiting for me. It was a golden feeling. Nearly 90% of that class went on to graduate from high school. This, my friends, is the power of hope. Or how about the less known story of the teacher who saved a child from dying with nouns and adverbs? A school system in a large city had a program to help children keep up with their schoolwork if they were very sick and had a long hospital stay. A teacher was a part of this program. She was assigned to it. And one day she received a routine call asking her to visit a particular child. She took the child's name and, and room number, and she was able to talk briefly with the child's regular classroom teacher. We're studying nouns and adverbs in his class right now, the regular teacher said, and it'd be great if you could help him with that. The hospital program teacher went to see the boy that afternoon in his hospital room. No one had mentioned to her that the boy had been badly burned and was in great, great pain. Upset at the sight of the boy, she stammered as she told him, I've been, I've been sent by your school to, to help you with nouns and adverbs. They had their lesson, but because of her shock and his pain, it was hard for her to teach and harder for him to focus and concentrate. And when she left, she felt that she hadn't accomplished anything at all. The next day, a nurse asked her, what did you do to that boy? The teacher felt she must have done something wrong and began to apologize. No, no, said the nurse. You don't know what I mean. We've been very worried about that little boy. But ever since yesterday, his whole attitude has changed. He's fighting back now. He's responding to treatment. It's as though he has decided to live. Two weeks later, the boy explained that he had completely given up hope until the teacher arrived. Everything changed for him when he came to a simple realization. He explained it this way. They wouldn't send a teacher to work on nouns and adverbs with a dying boy, would they? That, children of God, is the power of hope. That millionaire and that teacher were, in their way, angels sent from God in heaven to those children whose lives they touched. That man and that woman said a few more words than this, but what they were really saying was, do not be afraid, for you have hope. Come, see. Where are we? What is this? What exactly is happening? What an odd Lent it has been this year, an odd Palm Sunday and Holy Thursday and Easter morning. And in many ways, we may be in mourning 
as our routines and our traditions and expectations are upset, are overturned, are rolled away, and everything is different. An odd Lent and an unusual Holy Week and a strange Easter morning this is, for many of us shocking and upsetting as our very ground is shaking and it feels like we can't even properly reach out, thank you, social distancing, and hold on to one another as we try and ride it through. And many of us are in mourning now, much like the Marys were then, as we travel in a time and space that seems somehow to be like that ancient Middle Eastern dawn, a time of less light, a time that is more still and separate and quiet. As we miss our friends and our relatives, our schools and our work, the handshakes and the neck hugs, our favorite restaurants and routines and expectations, as we miss our churches on this Easter morning, the Easter tulips and lilies, the Easter songs and alleluias, the kids dodging past us in the hall in their Easter outfits with chocolate smeared on their cheeks and jelly beans tinting the skin of their hands. As we miss our church, as we miss our sanctuary, our vacant church and our empty sanctuary, but let me tell you something, lean in and really listen. Come, see, lean into my voice and as you do, Picture our space and place, our space and place of fellowship, of belonging, of discipleship, of worship. Come forward and see, see our place and space in your minds, full of only air and shadows, light and dust. That sanctuary, our space, empty, yes, but full of all the prayers of all the former believers full of all the songs that have been sung, the tears, the words of the preachers and the words of the scriptures, the smoke of the candles, full of the places rubbed smooth on carpet and pews, full of the dust that may have settled on windowsill or altar rail or piano. Come in your minds and see an empty place, an empty space that is full of nothing much right now, it's true, but it is still full of hope. I, as your pastor, have said a few more words than this this morning, but what I'm really saying is, do not be afraid, for you have hope. Come, see. After all, Jesus has risen. And the women saw it in the emptiness of that tomb space, and they ran forward from that emptiness with great joy so that they could testify to it, so they could tell all the others of what they had seen and what they had been told, so that they could now say, do not be afraid, for we have hope. We have hope. Come. See. Amen. And Alleluia. Our final hymn for this morning is number 364, Because He Lives. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove 
my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater still the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. And then one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know he reigns. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. The Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive, it is in the pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in the dying that we are born to eternal life. And now may the God of peace who raised from the dead our Lord Jesus provide us with every good thing we need in order to do his will. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen.